Welcome to the Postpartum Coach Podcast, where we embrace our needs as moms, we learn to lead ourselves first, then our families, and where we create our own healing from the inside out to find our way to the work we were meant to do in this world. I'm your host, a fellow mom of three and a certified life coach, Lizzie Langston. Hello, hello, everybody. Welcome back to the podcast. Today's episode is going to be short and sweet. Before I dive in, I wanted to tell you I got the cutest dresses from this website called Poppy and Dot, and I just wanted to make sure you guys knew about that. I have no affiliation with them. I just think they're so cute, and they change out their stuff all the time, and I just love it. So um, Poppy and Dot, go check them out. I love the party dress. If you have seen that one, I love it in the light pink. Um, so many cute ones. I'm going to be wearing one of their dresses in this, an upcoming photo shoot for new photos. One other thing I wanted to tell you is that my website was just totally redone. Actually, it looks a lot the same, but there's completely new writing on there and copy. I have some really important things to tell the world, (laughs) to tell you guys. So please go check it out. And there's some brand new testimonials. So if you haven't already gandered over, it's just lizzielangston.com, L-I-Z-Z-I-E-L-A-N-G-S-T-O-N.com. And you can check out all the new testimonials. I'm just gushing, looking at it. My clients are the best. And you know, this work takes on a form of its own. So I have my process and I have me and my understanding and knowledge. And then there's the women that I bring it to and teach it to. And something magical happens in the, you know, in the in-between of me and them. That is the ooey gooey inside of a donut feeling, you know, with coaching. It's so beautiful. So hopefully that makes sense to you, but you get what I'm saying. It's so good. Okay, today I want to talk about the root causes of postpartum anxiety and depression. I'm a really big fan of treating anything from a root cause. In fact, something you might not know about me, I see a functional nutritionist nutritionist, and I see a functional healthcare practitioner. And functional medicine is somewhere between Eastern and Western medicine and really likes to get to the root cause. We're, you know, in functional medicine, we don't mask symptoms. We don't treat symptoms. I mean, maybe temporarily, but we're always searching for the root cause, which is often wrapped into lifestyle and diet and things like that. So take that and apply it to my approach with postpartum anxiety and depressiveness. Um, I don't take a singularly medical approach. I also don't take, take a singularly emotional approach. I do a lot of mind, body, work. And I believe after a couple years of helping just dozens and dozens of women with postpartum anxiety and depression, after having lived it and experienced it myself so much, I believe that anxiety and depression are on the same spectrum, just at different spots. Anxiety comes first, depression comes next. Sometimes you can just skip anxiety and just be depressive. Other times you can not ever get into depression and just be anxious. A lot of times they're comorbid. They kind of dwell and exist together. So that being said, that means if they're on the same spectrum, then they have the same root causes. Okay. And that's what I want to teach you about today so that you 
can be your own expert in your own healing. That's really what I want for anybody that I work with and whoever I teach. I want you guys to become your own experts in your own healing, which breeds a mind-body connection inevitably. So today I want to teach you about what those root causes are and then what the solutions would be to those. Like I said, um, anxiety and depression are on the same spectrum. And I already said that anxiety comes sooner on the spectrum than depression, but they often present together, right? So after so long of having postpartum anxiety, then you can get numb and fuzzy and apathetic and kind of burnt out. That anxiety can really lead you into depression if you're not treating it um, in a way that gets to the root cause. So let's talk about the root cause. The root cause of both of these ultimately is emotional pile up in the body that has not been addressed by you might not even be known or witnessed or by you, let alone regulated by you and released by you. Okay. And by you, I mean your mind that is consciously aware of what's taking place in your body and that is, um, treating it or taking care of it. So for example, if you had a bruise on your knee and you know you didn't bonk your knee on anything, you might get curious about, okay, what are my iron levels like? What's my blood platelet count like? How is my skin tone? You know, Or whatever other things that can go into creating bruises from the inside when you haven't actually bumped yourself at all. This is what you kind of play detective when it comes to anxiety and depression. It just so happens that I am really good at finding these things and helping you discover these things. But everybody can do this. It's just a matter of being connected to yourself. So going back to the root cause, emotional pile up in the body that has either not been witnessed or regulated and released by you, which means it's not in your awareness, or if it is in your awareness, you don't know what to do with it. And so you kind of push it away, avoid it, etc. Now, the only reason that happens that we're pushing away or avoiding is ultimately if there's not a good connection to yourself. So to the extent that you are connected to yourself, that determines how susceptible you are to anxiety and depressiveness. Now, I want to be clear that this even applies to grieving. What I'm not saying is that if you're depressive after grieving, that you're doing something wrong. What I'm not saying is that if you're depressive right now or anxious right now, that you've done something wrong. So as I unravel this to you. And as I give you this awareness, I want you to hold the space for yourself. Okay. I do not want you turning against yourself. That is the last thing that you need. In fact, uh, belittling your own emotions, minimizing them, invalidating them, being mean to yourself, criticizing yourself. These are all things that create a disconnection from the emotions that are there. Not only does self-criticism in any of its forms, disconnect you from the buildup of emotion in your body that needs to release in order to feel better. But it also adds more at a very fast rate. It piles up. So I find that women who are really hard on themselves internally, emotionally, very constricting and restricting and mean to themselves and critical of themselves, they are at the most risk for anxiety and depression postpartum. I was one of those women. I have had to learn over about two years, a different way of talking to myself. I think I really learned it very quickly, but it was just a matter of continuing to apply it and practice it and taking it to newer and deeper levels. 
Okay. So to review, the root cause is emotional buildup in the body that's not being addressed and that hasn't been released. And there's just more, there's, there's a quicker rate of incoming emotional buildup than you are releasing it. That put tips you over the edge into anxiety and depressiveness. Hopefully that's clear and able, you know, easily understood. So if that comes down to a connection, a lack of a connection to yourself, then the solution, the really functional, the really root solution is being connected to yourself. Okay. So let's talk about how to do that. There are two ways. There are two parts. I should say two parts to being connected to yourself. There is your mind and your body and bridging the gap between the two. Now, I just want to say a little side note here. I believe in mind, body, spirit, right? That holistic, I believe in the spirit in the spiritual aspect, but I find that when women are really connected to their body, they are simultaneously connected to their spirit. Those two are sort of two birds with one stone. I don't say that to minimize, um, the spiritual and I encourage all of you, you know, to definitely consider the spiritual. What I'm trying to say is that the body and the spirit, there's a connection there that is very whole. And so when you attend to and get very close to your body, I've just noticed that it's really natural that your spirituality progresses and flows as well. Okay. So in motherhood, we tend like, this is how we kind of get into trouble in the first place. I want to go over that. So you can identify where you are in that process in motherhood. We get so spread thin because we're so devoted. It's this devotion, which is a good quality, but sometimes we take it too far. So we get so tied to helping and working for and contributing to our family, our job, our babies, maybe your business that you get out of connection with yourself. And there is a precious cost that we pay when we are disconnected from ourselves and just bringing it full circle, that is where anxiety and depressiveness are the symptoms is that self disconnection. So today I'm going to teach you how to reconnect with yourself. This is like reconnect with yourself. 101. This is the solution to healing postpartum and um, anxiety and depression. All the work that I do in my three-step process with women, as they come out of depressiveness, as they calm their anxiety, This is the foundation piece. Yes, there are other tools that are bright and shiny and cool, and they're like, whoa, and they blow your mind and little tips and tricks, but this is essentially what they're all getting at is this connection with yourself, okay? So here are three ways you can be more connected to yourself postpartum. Number one, understanding that there are two languages and how to connect them. So the language of your mind, and some of you may have heard me say this, the language of your mind or your brain is words and images. Okay. Imagination can think of literally pictures in your mind and then physical words. Well, not physical, but you know, in your brain language, then there's the language of your body, which is sensation. I, in this moment, as I say this, your brain might want to disconnect a little bit. And here's why you might want to be like, that's weird. Okay. This is a little woo. Here's why though. Because your brain loves, your lower brain specifically loves to do what is easiest and most familiar. So when you hear new stuff, your brain's like, oh, it's going to take work to learn that. We're going to have to do things differently. I'm out. And the way that you're out, the way is you disconnect, right? Disconnect, disengage, put it down, walk away, stop listening. 
That is literally just your brain's response when it's trying to conserve energy. So hang with me. If this is totally new to you and it's like, ooh, I could see my life being very different if I believed that, just know that it's worth it. And so just at least hear it out, okay? Okay, so now that we understand that literally there are two different languages that we have to be able to understand and interpret between, how do we do that? So the second thing we can do besides understanding the different languages is we can begin to get familiar with them and work between the two to be able to connect mind and body so that when you're, when you are noticing sensation, you can put it into words in your mind. Like for example, let's say I feel a heaviness and your mom's like, you just seem down. What's wrong? You're like, I don't know. I just, I feel this like heaviness, right? Your mind could interpret that for you. If you learn to notice the sensations and connect it with the language in your mind, your mind says, oh, I'm feeling sad like that. There's a word for that, right? So the words are important because they help us um, identify and be able to articulate ourselves and communicate with the outer world. If we can put a word on the sensations in our body, we can get the right medication or the right pain, you know, help from the physical therapist. We can seek out the right resources. So that is really important. And one thing I find that helps people do this is getting a list of all of the feelings, like a words list and having it available to you. So if you've really struggled to articulate yourself, articulate yourself, speaking of articulation, um, try getting a feelings list and keeping it nearby, especially for those moments where you're hanging out with people and you tend to get a little tongue tied or not just be able to identify what you're feeling. Um, if you ever are like confused at your behavior with your kids, you're like, Whoa, that was crazy. I just yelled really loud. Um, Normally, that's when we go into self-criticism, but what you could do instead is close your eyes and go into the language of sensation. What is your body telling you? And if you can't figure it out, use a words list. Another thing you can do are body scans. Now, I plan to create some postpartum body scans, but what you can do is if you just Google body scan for anxiety, there's one that's, or not Google it, YouTube search it. There's one that comes up on YouTube that's yellow and it's just a few minutes. I'm pretty sure maybe she speaks in like a British accent and it's really good. And so that take, and this is what I do with my clients all the time. So my clients get to hear me walk them through this all the time, but, um, you know, you close your eyes, you connect with your breath. And then once you're really connected and grounded into your breath, you go from your head to your toes, you know, one little body part at a time and you scan for sensation start to learn the language, at least listen to the language of sensation. Once you listen to sensation, you will be able to speak your body's language. You will be able to then not just notice the sensations are there, but you'll start to be able to figure out what they mean. And just like any relationship, right? If you have a relationship with your husband or your child, it takes time, it takes patience, and it's a skill and it takes, you know, effort to build a connection. And so just be patient as you start to bridge the gap between your body's language of sensation and your mind's language of words and images, be patient. Okay. So first you're just going to be noticing and then from noticing, hypothesizing and getting really curious. And that's when you can start articulating and then taking action from there. I hope that helps. Okay. So I hope that through these steps, you can 
connect your mind and body, which will connect you to yourself, which will get to the root cause and immediately start to disintegrate your anxiety and depressiveness. I do find that once the body mind connection is there, it's so good. You can get a lot of emotional releasing done, but there are specific ways to process emotion just in the body process sensation in the body. And there are specific ways to just work on your mind that are beyond just the mind body connection. This is such a great foundation. Like I said, this is the root, but there's so much else there. And if you need more help or want more help, I want to invite you on a consult with me. Just come call me. You know, I call you actually, it's a free hour and we talk about all the things that aren't working and you can go deeper in my process. Or if you just want to see it visually, just go to lizzylangston.com and check out the process page. And don't forget to read my beautiful clients' testimonials. They're so inspiring. All right. Love you guys. Talk to you next week. Bye-bye. Hey, Lizzie here. I've helped dozens of postpartum moms just like you to manage their postpartum anxiety and deconstruct their postpartum depression. It's really easy for me. So if you're ready to feel better, I know the way. Let's chat on the phone. Set up a time by going to lizzylangston.com forward slash consult. It's pretty simple and I will be calling you soon. 